G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The next time you're filled with worry, try talking to yourself. I'll be distressed by something and I'll actually preach a little sermon to Greg. Greg, now listen. This is what the Bible says. Sometimes I'll say it out loud. Everybody needs a little positive affirmation. Pastor Greg Laurie says we should let biblical thoughts speak to us. We all have moments of despair. Quote the Word of God to yourself. Remind yourself of what is true. This is the day when the lost are found. Thoughts speak to us all the time. If you're afraid of heights, you know how your thoughts speak to you, sometimes in a very loud voice. Your thoughts speak to you when you taste something really good and when you smell something really bad. We all have a mental dialogue going on all the time. And on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie invites us to change the channel on that internal conversation and begin tuning into thoughts based on the reliable encouragement found in God's Word. to worry. And I'm going to be looking at Philippians chapter 4. So turn in your Bible. Uh, This is the last message in a series we've been doing called Quarantine Life. We've all been experiencing that together, haven't we? And these are the words of the Apostle Paul to the believers in Philippi. He was under house arrest. Why? Well, he had appealed to Caesar. He had been preaching the gospel. He was arrested. And as a Roman citizen, he had the right to appeal to Caesar. So now he's waiting uh, an appearance before the leader of Rome. But it's a very uncertain future. Uh, He didn't know if he was gonna be acquitted or beheaded. And plus there were some believers that were divided. Some were for Paul, some were against him. So he could be super stressed out. But instead of worrying, Paul is rejoicing and living in great peace. Instead of complaining, He gives to us the secret of victory over worry. Don't you want to know what that secret is? I'm going to give it to you right now. No charge. Look at your Bible. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Paul writes these words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious For nothing, or another way to translate that is don't worry about anything, but in everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So as we come to this last message in this series, there are three steps you need to take if you want to find the cure to worry. Write this down. 
Three things you need to do if you want to find the cure to worry. Number one, it's right praying. That's verses six to seven. Right praying. Number two, right thinking. That's verse eight. And finally, right living. That's verse nine. Right praying, right thinking, right living. Let's start with the first one. Right praying. The next time you're tempted to worry, pray instead. We need to get into the habit of turning to God when we feel worry approaching and develop what we might call a conditioned reflex. When trouble comes our way, and it does, doesn't it? When bad news comes our way, when something scary happens, our first inclination, our natural reflex, if you will, is to worry. Oh no, worry, panic. But here's what you need to teach yourself to do. You pray instead. So the moment you start to panic, you turn your panic into a prayer. You turn your worry into worship. You turn to God immediately. That is what Paul is telling us that we should do. Develop this conditioned reflex and put the matter in the hands of God. When you pray instead of worry and you rejoice instead of panic, you will have God's supernatural peace. Let me say that again. When you pray instead of worry and when you rejoice instead of panic, you will have peace. Look at Philippians 4, 7. Paul writes, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. It's as though Sergeant Peace has been assigned to watch over you. So when you go to sleep at night, when you lay your head on that pillow and your mind is flooded with worry, you can say, Lord, I cast all of my care upon you because your word tells me that you care for me and you can experience the peace of God that passes human understanding. You see, it will stand guard over the two areas of your life that cause worry. That's the heart, our emotions, our wrong feelings, and over our mind, that's the wrong thinking. So if you want to overcome worry, it starts with right praying, and point number two is it comes down to right thinking. Look at verse eight, and let me just quote it from King James. It says, whatsoever things are true and lovely and virtuous, if they're of good report, uh, think on these things. Here's a modern translation. Summing it all up, my friends, I'd say you do your best by filling your minds, by meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. Think about the best, not the worst the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. I put this passage to the test. I mentioned in my last message uh, that our son Christopher went to be with the Lord. And I have to tell you that on the day that I found out that our son had died, it was the worst day of my life. And I felt as though life could have ended for me then. It was so devastating. I remember I couldn't stand. I, I collapsed on the ground. I wept uncontrollably for days and weeks. I cried more than any other time of my life. And I was in a state of shock initially. I didn't know it at the time, but I was. And then I was just numb. And I remember feeling as though there was a huge weight on my chest. Just an actual physical pressure I felt. I was constantly sighing. It, it was just such a heavy, hard thing. 
And I couldn't sleep at night because I couldn't imagine a world without my son. I felt like I was living a nightmare. So as I would get ready to go to sleep, all these thoughts would crowd my mind, these horrible, negative, scary, awful thoughts. And so I sort of ran them through what I called a grid of grace. I took every one of those thoughts and I asked myself the question, is this true? This thing I'm thinking, is it true? Secondly, is this thing helpful? Is this thing pure and lovely? Or is it the ugly and the worst thing? And I would actually veto thoughts, not gonna think about that. Instead, I'm gonna think about this other thing in its place. I was controlling what came into my mind. Listen, folks, this is command central. And as you can see, I don't have any hair here because grass does not grow on busy streets. (laughs) Anyway, the idea is we have to consider what we think about because what we think about ultimately affects what we do. Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks, so is he. It is in my mind that I reason, I contemplate, I dream, I fantasize, so I can reach into the past through memories, I can reach into the future through imagination, So I want to learn how to think right. That's why I'm told over in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 to bring every thought into the captivity of the obedience of Jesus Christ. So it's not just right praying that'll help you overcome worry. It's right thinking. You're listening to Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And this is A New Beginning. Thanks for joining us. And today, Pastor Greg is offering some very practical counsel from a message called The Cure to Worry. The next time you're filled with worry, try talking to yourself. I know that sounds crazy, but there have been times I've talked to myself. I'll be distressed or agitated by something and I'll actually preach a little sermon to Greg. Greg, now listen, this is what the Bible says. Sometimes I'll say it out loud. We know that the psalmist did that. Uh, There's an occasion where he was overwhelmed with his problems. In Psalm 42, his emotions seemed to be getting the best of him, causing him to cry out, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? So he's actually saying, hey, hey you, speaking of himself, why are you so down? What's wrong? And then he corrects himself and says, Put your hope in God and I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. That's called talking to yourself or preaching to yourself. You correct your own thinking. Sometimes you do it out loud. Quote the Word of God to yourself. Remind yourself of what is true. Because listen, we all have moments of despair. We all have lapses of faith. We all have times in our life where we don't understand what is going on in our life. So that's why we need to turn to the Word of God. So if you want to overcome worry, it's right praying, it's right thinking, and the final point, right living. Right living. Philippians 4, 9, Paul says, the things that you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. So it's doing the right thing. See, the problem is sin can infiltrate our life and mess up everything. And we can end up with our hearts being hard 
or as the Bible says, having our conscience seared as with a hot iron. I mentioned earlier how if you touch something hot, you pull your hand back. Well, there was a time I was ironing a shirt. Uh, by the way, I have a very powerful iron. It's imported from Europe. And when it does a blast of steam, it's like no American iron I've ever seen. So I'll iron things with that. I don't know why I like to iron stuff, especially if it's really wrinkled. You know, so I ironed his shirt and I put it on and everything was right. And there was one little wrinkle on the shirt, like right here. And I, I don't know what I was thinking. Instead of taking the shirt off and ironing out the wrinkle, I thought, I'll just give it a blast of steam. So I, I took the shirt and I kind of pulled it out like this. I took the mega iron from Europe with the blast of steam and I hit it. And I screamed like a little girl. It was so painful. Uh, later that night I took my shirt off. My wife looked at me and saw a, a big red welt there. She said, what happened to you? I said, don't ask. Okay, so you don't want your heart to be seared as with a hot iron or have your heart get hard. That's why we want to live right. You see, living right with God results in experiencing the peace of God. The Bible says, you will go out with joy. You'll be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into singing and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. <laughs> Don't you love that verse? You'll go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Years ago, uh, before I began preaching, I, I was a graphic designer and I did an album cover where I illustrated this very verse. But that's how God leads us. He leads us with peace and we go out with joy. That's a result of a relationship with the Lord. But I'm talking to somebody right now that doesn't have joy. They don't have peace. They have despair. They have guilt and they have fear. You know, I remember before I was a Christian, uh, I had a big hole in my heart. And I heard the gospel, and I'm gonna tell you what the gospel is in a moment if you've not heard it. I heard what it meant to become a follower of Jesus and what Jesus could do for me, and I prayed a prayer asking Christ to come into my life, and I remember as though this massive weight had been lifted off of me. And you know what I realized later? That was the weight of my sin. And everybody carries a weight like that. Now some may have sinned more than others, but one sin is enough to keep you out of heaven. Every one of us have sinned. Every one of us have broken God's commandments. Every one of us have fallen short of God's standards, but that's where Jesus comes in. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Listen to this, the Bible says, the punishment for our peace was upon him and by his stripes were healed. See, God punished Jesus, if you will, in the way that you and I should have been punished. Jesus bore the weight of my sin. Jesus came to pay a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. It, to put it theologically, he was our substitution, right? He died in our place. He died on the cross for your sin so you could be forgiven of your sin. And then he rose again from the dead three days later. And guess what? Wherever you are, you're in a front room, you're in a car, you're sitting in a park. I don't know where you are watching this right now, but I want you to know something. Jesus Christ is there with you right now. And Jesus says, especially if you don't know him, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. How can a person have their sin forgiven? How can a person have their anxiety and guilt removed? How can a person find this joy and peace I've been talking about? Answer, 
by admitting you're a sinner and by asking Jesus to come into your life. Would you like that to happen for you right now? That's the gospel. The word gospel just means good news. Here's the good news. God loves you. God will forgive you. God will enter into your life. But I can't fully appreciate the good news if I don't know the bad news. The bad news is you're separated from God. And if you don't turn to him, you'll face a certain judgment. You don't want that to happen now, do you? You can have a fresh start in life. You can have Christ come and live inside of you. You can experience this peace that I've been talking to you about right now. You say, but how, what do do I do? You pray and I'm gonna lead you in a simple prayer where you're asking Jesus to come into your life. So listen, in closing, if you want your sin forgiven, if you wanna know you'll go to heaven when you die, if you wanna fill that big hole in your heart, if you want your guilt removed, then I want you to pray this prayer with me that I'm about to pray. You can even pray it out loud if you like, or you can uh, pray it silently in your heart, but do pray, and God will hear your prayer. So if you want Jesus to come into your life, pray this prayer with me right now. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Now Jesus, come into my life right now. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. Well, next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg helps us to see how the Lord knows what we're going through and He has a plan to bring us through. He'll share that that happens as we bring Christ into our crisis. More on that tomorrow, same time, right here on A New Beginning. copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Cure to Worry. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.